You're listening to The Heart of It Podcast. My name is Sam Smeltzer, and I'm an HR intuitive and healer. In this podcast, we'll chat about what the industry of human resources can make possible for people and our organizations. In each episode, we'll have raw conversation around inner development and organizational culture change to create a working world where both people and organizations thrive. Thank you for listening. Now let's get this episode started. Chapter eight, the power of time. My exposure moments are pretty average on the grand scale of possible life events, but they were ugly and uncomfortable. All the ingredients needed to facilitate a shift on my path to personal transformation. I encountered at least five shifts that I just shared with you, though there are certainly more. Those were the five that were alive and at work in my life. For me, these shifts, despite the vulnerable state I personally had to reach to achieve them, were necessary to to completely transform me one step forward on my path. That's right, I said forward. One step forward. As these moments were happening around me, even after I was exposed to the slight-edge philosophy, my first instinct was still to believe that life was happening against me. The karma from all my juvenile decisions was catching up to me, and now I was going to crash and burn. What a toxic philosophy to believe that if we are not perfect or exceeding expectations set by ourselves or others that we deserve to be punished for the rest of our life. I know I am not alone in believing in this toxic philosophy, whether you want to articulate it or not. Karma. The slide edge was the first educational method that successfully taught me the power of compound interest. I still remember my light bulb moment. I was so excited I had to share my newfound knowledge with my husband. Yes, my husband, the financial advisor. He rolled his eyes and said, it took a book for you to understand that. We've talked about this before. Clearly, I hadn't listened or wasn't paying attention. Perhaps it hadn't been my time to learn that lesson until now. The compound interest light bulb resonated so strongly with me because of its direct correlation to time. Sure, the connection made perfect sense in terms of finances, but it was the concept of compounding time that made me see other things differently. According to Dictionary.com, karma has the following four definitions. One, action seen as bringing upon oneself inevitable results, good or bad, either in this life or in reincarnation. Two, the cosmic principle according to which each person is rewarded or punished in one incarnation according to that person's deed in the previous incarnation. Three, fate, destiny. Or four, the good or bad emanations felt to be generated by someone or something. By this definition, karma is much larger than how we commonly choose to recognize it in our culture. In contrast, UrbanDictionary.com defines it as 1. Getting what you give or reaping what you sow. 2. Whatever you do comes back to you. 3. 
cause and effect from good living. We become a better person, gain greater inner peace, and enjoy a good life. From bad living, we become a worse person, destroying our inner peace and becoming plagued by a bad life. Simple as that. But if these latter definitions of karma are the truth we hold, we need to recognize the dependency on right and wrong, good and bad. Where do those definitions come from? Sure, there are certain things we can probably universally agree are good and right or bad and wrong. However, our daily lives are filled with decisions that can only be answered by our own personal compass. The definitions of good and bad, right and wrong, are the ones we personally believe. And this dictates whether we feel karma is coming into play. Our expectation of ourselves, which are comprised of outside influences, is the inner truth that we hold. At first glance, I thought the concepts of compounding time and karma were the same. What I soon realized is that I was basing my beliefs on the narrower UrbanDictionary.com definition. Karma, in its larger meaning, refers to the life we choose to lead. It is not based on every unmet expectation of ourselves. Life is full of lessons. Some are celebratory in nature and others are difficult materializing as loss or failure. Those are the lessons that, if we pay attention, will empower us to live in alignment with the life we want to lead. If that's a life of doing good or being bad, that's when karma will come into play. But until that time, the compounding effect is at play, and it is what makes time so powerful. The compounding effect of our daily decisions is what generates our daily outcomes. These daily decisions and outcomes then impact the, na- the next days and the day after that. This is our ability to make time work for us or against us. Working for me, against me, or being stubborn. <clears throat> we have the ability with every decision we make to choose to have time work for us or against us, knowing that time doesn't stop for anyone. We know our decisions will eventually have one of two outcomes promote us or expose us. Every decision is included in this equation. My favorite example of this compounding effect is the king-size Snickers candy bar. If I decide today to adopt a daily practice of enjoying one, it will not expose me immediately. The outside world will not know on day one that I have made this decision. Inside, I may realize it's not the best or healthiest choice for myself, but externally, I will not see any physical change. As I continue this new daily practice, the outside world and my external self may not even see it after a month. There isn't even a guarantee that you'll be exposed at the one-year mark. However, you know inside, this is a decision that is working against you and the life you want to lead. The tricky thing about time is that it doesn't tell you when it will happen. But there is a guarantee that if you continue this habit, it will expose you. It may be through excessive weight gain or the development of a health issue. It could also be a change in a personal energy flow and capability. At that point, when time starts to expose you, the outside world will begin to notice. Then the question always becomes, How hard is it to get back into alignment afterward? Whatever time frame you've spent establishing this habit has been working against you and what you want. How long will it take you to reverse it? 
I love this example because it talks about the power of a snack. But since I have shared the vulnerable story with you regarding my own Snickers habit, you know that I personally was exposed as a result. This is an exposure which I am still undoing. It has a snowball effect. Not only does compounding time allow us to cement the daily practice of self-sabotage, but we become in alignment with that negative state of mind. As a result, all of these decisions move us further away from the life we want to lead further out of alignment. All along, I thought time was working against me. However, I now believe it's more like I was just stubborn. In order for time to truly work against me, you have to want it to. You have to be actively seeking self-sabotage. For most of us, though, it's more likely that we don't want to believe in ourselves. Strong self-esteem can be so foreign to us that we choose to live out of alignment. And as a result, time continues to move forward, exposing us in necessary ways to grow the growth that is necessary to promote us to the life we want and we're meant to lead. I know I'm not alone in being stubborn. Many of us choose to not see the path we are currently on or even acknowledge the path we could be on. Therefore, more than once, you have to be blatantly shown. This is time exposing you with the intent to promote you. What's next? Now that I have shared my moments of exposure and resulting shifts towards transformation that occurred, I want to show you how to begin the same transformation process for yourself. The beauty of this process is that it will meet you exactly where you are at that moment. These five shifts will adapt to your level, so then you can continue to push them further to maximize your transformation, what I like to call an aligned life a life that is fulfilling, abundant, and purposeful. I personally call this my heart. I will explain why in part two, but right now, to get you started in in the transformation process, I would like to introduce the roller coaster reflection. The roller coaster reflection is a visual timeline of your life. I prefer to use the imagery associated with a roller coaster because life is full of ups, downs, hidden drops, sudden turns, and loops. This specific exercise will utilize a technique I call the controlled scribble. The main goal of this exercise is to scribble a roller coaster track that represents your life during the time you believe you were being exposed. There are two ways to complete this exercise. The first is to listen to my guided visualization audio track available for download at samsmeltzer.com slash book. On that track, I will walk you through the exercise step-by-step. Or if that doesn't float your boat, at the moment, you can follow the written steps or listen to the steps as I list them now. The roller coaster reflection. Number one, grab a piece of paper, the bigger the better, and a pen or pencil, marker, crayon, etc., Number two, close your eyes and think back to a time when you felt exposed. This moment will serve as your starting point. Number three, place your pen to the paper and create a line that aligns with how you felt in that moment of exposure. Down, up, sudden fall, loop. Number four, then think of the next exposure moment that occurred after the first one and create a line that represents that exposure 
moments feeling. Continue steps three and four until you feel your track is complete and representing the time frame you believe you should be processing right now. A few things to keep in mind as you complete this reflection. Number one, the initial moment that you identify is the starting point of the time frame you are meant to process right now. Trust yourself. Number two, if this is proving challenging and you find yourself questioning whether you are doing it right, you are overthinking the process. Once again, trust yourself. What feels right is right. Number three, when attempting to determine when the exercise is complete, the answer lies in yes, trusting yourself. When it feels complete, it is. This exercise will serve you greatly as you start part two and begin your own path of transformation. Set your outcomes from this exercise aside until I call for you to reference it in part two. Exposed in this chapter. Number one, the exposure moments are ugly and uncomfortable, but are the ingredients needed to facilitate a shift on the path of personal transformation. Number two, a toxic philosophy is to believe that we are not perfect or exceeding expectations set by ourselves or others. As a result, we believe we deserve to be punished for the rest of our life. Number three, our expectations of ourselves, which are comprised of outside influences, are the truths that we hold. Number four, karma in its larger meaning refers to the life we choose to lead. It is not based on every unmet expectation of ourselves. Number five, the compounding effect of our daily decisions is what generates our daily outcomes. These daily decisions and outcomes then impact the next days and the day after that. This is our ability to make time work for us or against us. Number six, Strong self-esteem can be so foreign to us that we choose to live out of alignment. Number seven, an abundant life is a life that is fulfilling, abundant, and purposeful. Number eight, trust yourself. What feels right is right. The answer lies in you.